ladies and gentlemen, and welcome finally to the first visual episode of Entertainment Exchange. Across from me, way on the other side of the table, I can't reach him. He's way too far. I don't even want you to reach me, bro. It, <laughs> it's my co-host, Wayne, whatever your middle name is, Webb. Hey, bro, this is the first time we're live. You got to say it right. You have to. You have to say it right. It's your, I it's your... am Wayne the Hat Trick Wizzy Webb, boy. That's right. For those of you who are listening via podcast, you need to check out the YouTube video because this is our first visual podcast. So you'll get to see our, you know, amazing faces, a.k.a. John Boyega, a.k.a. Mahershal Ali. <laughs> yeah. And today we have a special guest with us. Today we have a man by the name of Anthony Vereen. Anthony, why don't you say what's up to the people? What's up, my people? How y'all doing? These guys are crazy. I'm just <laughs> telling you that right now. I love it. Anthony, you have the pleasure of being our very first guest. I'm honored. I'm honored. How do you feel? I feel like I made it in life, man. I just want to thank God and my producer, hey, hey, my hey, manager. Yeah, my, yeah, what a trophy at? What a trophy at? We, I don't, uh, we don't have uh, one. We don't have one. Not yet. We'll put it up on the. We'll put it up on the wall. There we go. Do I get to sign the wall? Yeah, you can sign the wall. Yeah, yeah you can, can sign, sign the wall. wall. We are gonna get everybody to sign the wall. It's gonna so be. It's gonna be great, guys. It's gonna be great. So Wayne has got some questions for you. Wow, I do. Yeah. Are you ready? I, hey, we're not gonna put you on the spot or anything, but we kind of are. Yeah, kind of yeah. just did. Though. Yeah. So this is why you're here. All right. All right. So you ready? I'm ready. Question number one. Hmm. Who are you really? Who am I really? Ooh. Uh, I'm a good Christian black man. I pay my taxes. <laughs> I go to church. Wow. That's where the organ comes Man, I, I really am. I'm just somebody that uh, if I'm passionate about something, I'm going a, I'm to a go after it with uh, everything that I have. I love to give back. I love to share the knowledge that I've learned along the way. And so... If I get something good, if I hear something good, uh, and I've researched it and it works, I like to share that to everybody else. So I think I'm, I think I'm an okay guy. But usually, it's hard to trust somebody that says they're okay. Ooh. But I think I'm an okay guy. Okay. What do your actions say? They line up with that. They line, they line up, up with okay, that. Good. They line yeah, up yeah, that. Yeah, that was yeah. my next question. Oh. Wayne, what's question number two for Mister Vereen? Numero dos. In your industry, what is the most important quality to have to succeed? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. We get deep here in Entertainment Exchange. I see. Uh, now, before you answer, why don't you tell everyone what your industry is that you work so in? So, I'm in athletics. I'm uh, working uh, basketball. Uh, I'm currently with the Santa Cruz Warriors and their G League team, which is the affiliate of Golden State Warriors. And I also do some scouting for uh, both of the organizations in, uh, in the offseason. I would say professionalism and just building up credibility. Uh if you're going to talk about a guy or you feel strongly about this player, this person, if you're known to be somebody that's professional and then you're also known to have like, hey, man, we could trust this guy. If you have those two things working in your background, I think you can do more. You can be more successful. And that's what it's something I'm trying to build that from a player to this side of a uh, of the the business that I want to show people that, hey, when I say something, it should matter because I'm professional, but I also have the credibility and the knowledge to know what I'm talking about. I like it. So mm -hmm. let me let me ask you a follow-up question. When you see the, like, how do you delineate and how do you decide professionalism in some of those people that you scout? Is it how they carry themselves? Is it is, their is game you, necessarily? And, and you know what? It's, it's funny because when I was a player, I didn't think these things mattered as much. I did them, but I didn't think they mattered. Or when the team's out there, are you out there ready? Are you ready? Are you stretched? Are you prepared to play? 
Are you just kind of messing around in the warm-up line? Are you really working up a lather to get ready for the game? How do you interact with your teammates? Are you a good teammate? Um, are you somebody that's vocal? Are you quiet? You know, a, a lot of things that scouts and people look at, some of it is, I mean, you're going to see the big things. Can they play? But how are they? And do I want to work with this guy? Because when you're in season, you're with the players, you're with the coach staff, more so than your own family. So mm -hmm. do I want to be around this person first? Do I see some of this person second? And how is this person, how can he fit into what we do? I like it. Yeah. So when you see, last question on this, so when you see those players that are kind of nonchalantly going through the motions in like warm-ups and stuff like that, obviously in the NBA it's different because you're playing like it's, you're playing an 82-game season. There, sure. there are points where like, hey, we're Golden State and we've coasted. I mean, we, we it's January. And like we were talking about a couple episodes ago, DeMarcus is here, and we're by the time we get him in groove, the end of March to April, those last like yeah. three weeks. All right, Quinn Cook, like let's let's you know bring in the depth. What do you say about the people who sometimes nonchalantly just kind of go through the motions? Everybody prepares for the game differently. So if you're nonchalant and you're out there not producing, then I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's a negative correlation. Uh -huh. Now, if you're nonchalant but you're focused, you're locked in, you're getting your shots up, and you go out there and kill, I can't tell you anything. You only people only talk about it when it's when it's not the uh, the production don't match uh -huh. what you want. If it's mm -hmm. if you're getting I'm getting production, I can't tell you how to work out. I can't tell you how to warm up. But if you're not getting if I'm not getting the production I want, then hey man, you might want to try something differently to get yourself better prepared to start the game. Wow. You like that answer, Wayne? I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Hey, I'm just I'm just happy to be here, bro. I'm happy to be here, man. I'm just here so I don't get fined. What's the next question? <laughs> next question. Work, life, family. When performing a balancing act for all three, why does it seem one will always fall by the wayside more than the others? Because I think people have a hard time balancing. Uh, uh, sometimes we, I feel like we take work too seriously. Um, we work all our lives and we never really live life. I think life should be first, you know, and then work, you should work hard, but you should work in, with the goal of living a better life. So if you got to work 20 hours, then is that, is that work, work really worth it if you can't live life? And so I think, you know, people struggle with balancing acts. What's more important at the time? What's not more important that I can get back to later. And so I think we just struggle with balancing. There we go. So are you, do you subscribe to the, to that mindset where some people are, some people are thinking like, you know what, regardless, like you can get a lot done in 40 hours, but if it's not meaningful work, what did you do? What's the point of you being there for 40 hours? If you can get meaningful work done in 18 to 30 hours, get it done. I mean, I, my, my thing is this time is the most, important and valuable currency that's the one thing you can't make back you can take a, a gamble with your money and investing and all but if you waste time you can't get it back nothing you can do can get it back you can't say man i'm gonna go back to being 18 tomorrow and i'm gonna do it <laughs> man could you imagine going back and like knowing what you know now Boy, and get to go back? you can't um, do it 18 year old david was Crazy. Was tripping? Uh, it was tripping. Tripping. BC before Christ. <laughs> That's what you call it. <laughs> but I, I definitely feel you on that. Time is definitely one thing that a lot of people, oh man, if I could do this. But you can't. So you have to be more mindful, more focused, more diligent with it because you know you can't get it back. 
I love That's it. Think, yeah. Wayne. Yes, sir. You got any other good questions for my man, Mr. Vereen? I mean, I guess. Favorite movie? Who? I'm a movie buff. So, hey. I lived overseas. All I could do is watch movies. Yes, okay. sir. Ooh, you're going to have to give me more than one. Inception. Okay. We'll give you three. Oh, three. Inception. Yeah, Zeb's hype behind the camera because that's his movie. Inception. Dark, Dark Knight. Oh, Zeb is out here about the LeBron <laughs> smoke in the air. Oh. So you're a Christopher Nolan guy. You uh, like his movies. Man, he, that, and I didn't even notice that. Uh-huh. Mm. Godfather 2. Godfather 1 was great, but Godfather 2, to, to see young Vito, uh-huh. Godfather 2. Ooh. Honorable mention, uh, a girl with a dragon tattoo. That's vulgar. Yo. It's, but it, Them joints are crazy. So I, w- I went saw it. like I couldn't go see I, f- I forgot what it was. I couldn't go see the first movie. And I was like, man, I'll just go see this. And I just kept saying in the movie, I was like, this is a good movie. Like, <laughs> y'all, man, the, the, everybody was crying y'all, laughing at it. this is good. I was like, man, this is, do y'all notice how good this is? But, <laughs> Did you see they're making another one? I don't know if you saw the yes, trailer for I it. Yes, bro. Yeah, I got excited. It, just, it started with him ha- her hanging the guy upside down. I was like, nah, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's but good. I got to watch this one. Well, two more. Love and Basketball is just, yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. And then Black Panther is rising up Woo! the list. Hey. Black Panther is rising up the list. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. Wakanda yeah, <laughs> man. That, I mean, come T'challa. on, who, who? T'challa. Yeah, T'Challa. <laughs> That's the first time you go to the movie and some, you see somebody like you, like, yeah, I know what you're going to say. I know, yeah. I know yeah. where you're going. They got their dashikis <laughs> on. Yeah, that's, yes, that's what it was. Oh, Everyone goes in the theater and it's you know why I'm here. Like you know why I'm here. <laughs> you Don't know why I'm here. here. Hey, you just give them that nod like. What? I know. I'll be right yeah. behind you in the theater. <laughs> I'm gonna get my popcorn first. And I'm that's right there. good. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you this: sure. as someone who's close, closer to the Warriors and others, how well is Draymond received? On, on the team side versus the fan side? Do you think it's the same? Or do you think the fans sometimes get tired of his antics? I don't think the fans really know Draymond. I think the fans have an opinion of Draymond. I think his teammates know Draymond. So that's the first thing. I think that he's respected. I think that he's one of the, the most vocal leaders that you have. But sometimes when you lead, you got to serve. He serves by sacrificing points to play more defense. He serves by saying and stating the things that that are hard and tough to say to other great players and i think when you earn that respect and you can say those things to the rest of your players they know them they respect them they they you know wow. he's their leader and the fans think they know him, you know mm. who he is on the court is not who he is off, the court, off the court you know what i mean so so last question in the NBA. Preaching. I lo- listen, I love this NBA. Preach, stuff. preach up. I, as long as we got you, yeah. we're doing NBA insider knowledge. Got Go ahead. Let's get what it. Do you think you yourself of every everyone's kind of shifted wrong view of like the KD situation? Well, that's because everyone on the outside is like, well, you know, this and hey, not everyone. I like I like I give you I give you two words. Isaiah Thomas. This man was loyal to the Boston Celtics, played two days after his sister uh, tragically Ooh, passed, played through a bad hip, and what did he get in return? He got traded because they said nothing. they said that they have a taller guy that does kind of the same thing. So, you're, hey, you're loyal to us, but, hey, we made a business move. Now, when a player takes control of his uh, own uh, situation, own career, and is a businessman, 
He's unloyal, but the team is making business. He has a uh-huh. double standard. Uh-huh. And I think LeBron changed the game, what a superstar can do. Uh, he took the brunt with the decision, and he made it a little bit easier. KD got some a slack, but he didn't get the slack that LeBron got when he yeah. did it. Ooh, so no. yeah. LeBron made People it. People were out there almost LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> Man, LeBron is great on and off the course because he made it okay for you to take advantage, to take uh, ownership of your own career. And so I had no problem with KD did. From a competitive standpoint, you know, when you – Grow up with the Kobe's and the Dirks and the Tim Duncan's. They don't move. You don't want the people to move. Or, yeah. But Preach. it's a it's a business. It's a business. And he gave nine years to to OKC. He gave everything. You can't say, oh man, he shortchanged him. Like you. And what was it? Two when they were in Seattle. One, uh, one, 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 one in one, Seattle. When he got drafted, they were still in Seattle. Come on, what, what what more can he do? He wanted to make a move. Would you move from OKC to California? <laughs> Would you move from Cleveland to Miami? Like, yeah, yeah. if I knew if I knew I was getting two rings. Bro, I'm left, there. He left that state. Forget the just, rings. It was just empty. Cleveland, yeah. Miami. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. They're moving. He, le- he left OKC. It was like, man, it's just flat out. There's <laughs> nothing to do out there. I, I live see on the beach. Cow there, oh, yeah. cow there, cow there. Nah, nah. <laughs> All right, so last question before we get into our sports segment that you guys will be seeing a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, inside of the NBA. Okay. So here, us here at Entertainment Exchange. Our, our backbone is, is faith based, and so what we what we focus on is we focus on uh, Proverbs three three, right? And so Proverbs three three, in a paraphrase, says, "Never let humility, kindness, loyalty leave you. Keep it with you, so that you find favor with God and with people." Okay. So when you look at the NBA, both G or D League, then to G League because Gatorade bought yeah. them, right? Gatorade yeah. sponsor. Sure. G League, and then in the NBA. Where do you see humility and loyalty in there? Because sometimes people say, yeah, you need to be loyal. And then Isaiah Thomas situation. Uh, oh, gosh, who else? You've got DeMar Kevin. DeMar DeRozan. Yep, DeMar DeRozan. We love him. Don't even get me started on Kawhi. You've got, uh, what's his situation? Uh, Kevin Love. Even though everyone everyone left, he was like, I'm staying. And mm-hmm. He got paid to stay. And it's like, where do you see that loyalty and humility and all that stuff? I mean, I, th- I think all these players have stories, man. They all have families that they're representing, communities that they're representing. And so when you see guys get back and, and, and sacrifice off day to go help in the community, in Oakland, in where they're from, and, and just try to do things to help out, uh, you see the humility. You know – and they know that these, you know, that they have a platform that they can uh, affect change just by actions, just by not just giving you your treasures, but your talents and your time. I and mean, when you can give that to people and show, hey, I'm from here, I came from here, I started here, and I'm doing this now. Sometimes that's more valuable than giving somebody some some money. My dad always say, you can give a man a fish and he can eat for a day, or mm-hmm. you can teach a man to fish and he'll never go hungry again. Mm-hmm. So, I think them going back into their communities. Showing that hey, you could touch me. I'm 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 a regular guy. You know, I I bleed. I, I cry. There's a lot of guys that you know? do that too. And it's I amazing. think I think it's really I think it's there. You know, um, loyalty, loyalty and business are like uh, water and vinegar sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and I see guys who who sacrifice for the loyalty and for winning, but we also get on those guys for that. So it's like yep. you're never going to please the fans, honestly. This wow. Candy. KD, you say he, he was unloyal, but he took less money to stay in Golden State, and then you're saying he's taking the easy way out. Well, he was just loyal. Mm-hmm. Now, you wanted him to be loyal for what, who you wanted him to be loyal to. He doesn't do that. Now he's loyal to somebody, and you still don't want that. It's like you can't – if you try to please people instead of pleasing God, I mean, it, it's, you're not going – you're going to be unhappy because you can't, pl- you can't please people. 
That's where we insert the organ music. Yes. <laughs> I want a piano like right here. I mean, a little, a mini you would be great with the piano. That would be great. Yeah. That for, the, for the studio. Shane yeah. or Shane. Oh, man. Boy. Anthony. I wish I, I, I right. wish I did have I Shane's I, money and it could I, play yeah, like Shane. Really though, He's that, a Vereen, though. All right, Shane. <laughs> Anthony, we want to thank you for your interview. You're yeah. sticking around. Okay. okay. Anthony, sticking around because we yeah. got sports yeah. and we got movies to talk about. Sure. Okay. So it's going to be great. So if I were you, stay with us. Okay. We will see you guys tomorrow for the sports segment. It's going to be lit. Okay. Let's just. I don't even know why I said it like great. that. Wayne, why don't you sign off? For the camera. Signing off for the first time. Look at me right here. It's your boy, <laughs> Wayne the Hattrick Wizzy Webb. We love you guys, okay? David loves you guys. Anthony loves you guys. And we ain't gonna stop grinding for you guys. Peace out, Girl Scouts. <laughs>